Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. It is Friday. We made it to the end of the week, y'all. Friday, October 1st, new month. Um, New opportunities, you know what I'm saying? We are um, in the little book of 1 John in the Bible. We are going through a chapter a day. That's what we do. We go to a chapter a day, then we we pray. We change the world. So we read, we pray, we change the world. That's why we say it. Um, And so... Yesterday, we started the letter uh, of 1 John, went through chapter 1, which was very short, as you recall, and today, uh, a little longer chapter, um, chapter 2, and um, yeah, this uh, this apostle that um, had a recurring theme of love, um, uh, truth, light, life, main themes in the, in the writings of John, and very likely the same author. Uh, that uh, wrote the Gospel of John. So he wrote 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, and the Gospel of John, and Revelation. So quite the prolific author. Um, so today I'm still uh, here uh, at home. Um, I'm Shabbating, Sabbath. <laughs> Shabbat Shalom. It has actually, to, uh, sundown today is, is Sabbath. Um, Friday evening to Saturday evening is Shabbat. So um, actually a lot of Jewish friends will be saying that today. Shabbat Shalom. I'll be saying Shabbat for nine weeks. <laughs> Sabbath. Yeah. So here at the homestead in Palm Harbor. Um, so, hey, enjoying it. Getting a lot of stuff. Uh, some reading, some honeydew list is getting chipped away at. And uh, yeah, it's kind of good. Disin- disconnect a little bit. It is a little weird, though. I will tell you, it's kind of, it's kind of. I'm in that, I'm in that awkward, um, disconnecting stage, which kind of feels like you should be doing something. <laughs> so you almost, it's almost like uh, it's almost a detoxing from busyness. So anyway, but let's go. Let's do this. Let's do this. First John chapter two. Let's go, my dear children. I write this to you so that you will not sin. Wow. That's the, you know, the objective. <laughs> the goal is less sin, guys. In case you're wondering, like you're ever wondering, like, I'm just curious. Like the goal of Christian life is, is it life is, uh, should it be less sin or more sin? Less sin. The, the goal, guys, is less sin. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, we've said this before that, you know, becoming a Christian uh, doesn't make you sin less like sinless, but you should be sinning less. doesn't make you sinless, but you should be sinning less through the power of the Holy Spirit that is within us. We should be coming better. The sanctification process, as we've talked about many times, the work of the Holy Spirit in us. So John said, I'm writing all this so you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, but I'm going to keep it real. I know, I know it happens. <laughs> but if you do sin, if you do fail, you should be doing it less. But if you do fail, we will. We have an advocate with the Father, 
Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Man, isn't that good news? That when you do fail, we've got an advocate. We've got someone pleading our case. It is Jesus Christ who is uh, pleading our case for us before the Father. He's the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. Wow. The atoning sacrifice paid the penalty that was um, incurred by our sin. He absorbed the wrath of God, the punishment for sin in his body. Jesus Christ did that. Man, thanks be to God. Verse 3. We know... We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. Okay, so evidence, right? Your life should be should have evidence that you are walking with Christ. We know we that we have come to know him if we if we keep his commandments, if we're obedient. Verse four: Whoever says, "I know him," I know the Lord, I love Jesus, but does not do what he commands, is a liar. Are you just making stuff up? <laughs> you're not being real. You're not being honest. If you claim to know God, you claim to be in fellowship with God, but you're not keeping his commandments, then you're you're kidding yourself. You're lying. And the truth is not in that person. Verse 5. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. Isn't that good news? That the, uh, um, that the love for God will be made complete, that that love for God is being worked out, it will grow more and more day by day, year by year, as we work, as we, I'm sorry, as we walk, not work, as we walk with the Lord. This is how we know we are in him. How do you know? You ever wonder like, man, am I saved? <laughs> how do we know? How do I know I'm in Christ? Verse five. But if anyone, verse five, um, this is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. I mean, it doesn't mean you wear sandals and a robe. It means... <laughs> it, just, um, <clears throat> it just means it means that you your life starts to look more and more like Jesus. I remember when uh, we first started talking about our mission years ago uh, at Bayside, that our, our mission is to see more people become more like Jesus. That's our mission statement. Literally had people say, is that even in the Bible? More people come more like Jesus. Is that, is that even in the Bible? What kind of mission statement is that? Uh, it's all over the Bible. <laughs> and right here, whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. 1 John 2, 6. Yeah, it's in the Bible. <laughs> it is clearly in the Bible that if you claim to know Christ, you will uh, become more like him. Anyone who claims to be in Jesus and uh, continues in sin, and doesn't become more like Jesus, is lying to themselves. Verse 7. Dear friends, I'm not writing you a new commandment. Another theme in John. John uh, reminds me of John 13. A new commandment. He records Jesus' message to the in the upper room. A new commandment I leave with you, Jesus said, that you love one another. And then he washes the disciples' feet. John is the only gospel writer who records that story, that account of washing the disciples' feet. And that particular phrase, a new commandment I leave with you. And here that same same terminology comes again. Obviously, it was something that left an impression on John that he continued to share it and it influenced his preaching and, and ministry. 
So he says, dear friend, I am not writing you a new commandment. It's not a new commandment, but an old one, which you have heard since the beginning. This old commandment is the message you have heard. Yet I am writing you a new commandment. Its truth is seen in him and in you because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. So he's saying it's it's a new, it's not a new commandment. It's actually an old commandment, but it's new because it's in Jesus, but it's technically not new. It's been around a long time. <laughs> Anyone who claims to be in the light, but hates a, hates a brother and sister is still in darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or sister is in darkness and walks around in darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. What is that new commandment? Love. Love one another. Basically what John's saying. Love, love, love each other. He says, this is not a new thing. God told you from the beginning to love each other. There was a new manifestation of that when Jesus came. When Jesus said it again, love one another. <laughs> But this, this new commandment is actually an old commandment that's now a new commandment again. <laughs> but it's not new, it's old. <laughs> that's what he's saying. Uh, verse 12. I am writing to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. That's, look, yeah, yeah. Why are your sins forgiven? Because of his name. And that's worthy of praise right there. It's time for a little praise break right there. Just lift them hands up. Give God, give God praise. <laughs> now, not, not if you're driving. Not if you're, not if you're driving. Keep your hands on the wheel. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Not, not if you're driving. Keep those hands on the wheel. But yeah, why are your sins forgiven? Why are my sins forgiven? Because of his great name. Emmanuel, God with us. Yeshua, Jesus, God saves. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. Spiritual fathers, particularly there. John's talking about spiritual fathers. Just like there are spiritual children, there are spiritual fathers. Those men and women, not just guys particularly, but men and women, spiritual leaders who are, uh, who've invested and are growing uh, new disciples, infants in Christ, raising them to maturity. I am writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I am writing to you, dear children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God lives in you and you have overcome the evil one. <laughs> yes. Verse 15. Do not love the world. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Or anything in the world. All right. What's John saying? He's saying, man, don't become gripped by the the cares and concerns and uh pleasures of this world he's not talking about now you, you may say well, wait 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 doesn't the john three sixteen say for god so loved the world yeah yeah it did yeah. indeed it does and it was the same author so there you go but there, the the uh there's a subtle there's a significant uh distinction um Jesus, uh, John here in First uh, John chapter two is not talking about the world in terms of people. He's not saying, uh, "Do not love the world." The pe the world don't love people. He's saying here this is like the um, the spiritual forces of this world. The world in terms of the flesh. The world in terms of temporal things. 
things that are passing away. Don't, don't fall in love with temporal things or anything in this world that is temporal, that's passing away. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in this world, the lust of the flesh, here we go. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. The lust of the flesh, or the lust of the flesh, left the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Life. <laughs> Don't I, said, I think I said pride of lice. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, don't don't love the world. Don't love that stuff. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Pride of life is, you know, the the pride, ego. Don't be, don't become so egotistical. Don't 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 start loving your status in life. Don't start loving that you uh, you know, your 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 worldly position or uh, or stature because it's going away. It won't last. Don't love it. Lust of the flesh, right? There's things that appeal to the flesh, appeal to our worldly desires. The Garden of Eden was a, an appeal to the lust of the flesh. Get what you want. Stuff. More. Sensual desires. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Yes. That's awesome. And here, it's not because God, look, it's not that God wants to keep good things from you. The reason God, the, the word of God keeps us, tells us, look, don't, don't fall in love with the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. Don't do it. Why? Because it won't last forever. It, it'll go away. It's fickle. It's un, ultimately unfulfilling. It may give you a temporal fix, but it's ultimately unfulfilling. So God, in his word, and the apostles lead us to God because he is the one who ultimately fulfills. Dear children, verse, 14, verse 18. So glad you, by the way, so glad you guys are on today. Glad you guys found the podcast and are uh, sticking with it here. Um, we were just doing on the podcast, as you know, we're not on Instagram and Facebook for, uh, for a few months. So, Hey, thanks for, thanks for sticking with it and, uh, reading through the word of God together. Verse 18, dear children, this is the last hour. As you have heard that the anti that antichrist is coming. Even now, many antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. Okay. Now John is writing in the first century. He's already talking about antichrist. Okay. So there's all there, there have risen throughout time antichrist. What does that mean? Against Christ. People who teach and live and lead in directions and in manners that are opposite of Christ. And John's saying it's already happened. There's already been many, many antichrist. Verse 12. Um, <laughs> Verse 19, they went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us, but their going showed that none of them belonged to us. Remember, we talked when, yesterday, it was the introduction of First John, that there had obviously been a, a, a division in the church, that there had been people who had abandoned the faith. They had turned against Christ. Um, and part of John's 
a purpose for writing the these first epistles of first, second, and third John is to encourage the church and to give them perspective on what had happened and to encourage them to continue on in the true faith. And here, you know, no doubt he's rec- uh, re- uh, reflecting on that. That there's some people that, that went out from us. We thought they were part of us, but clearly they were not. Verse 24. As for you, see that what you have heard. Wait, did I skip something? I'm sorry, I did, I did verse 20. Verse 20. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar? Here you go. Here you go. Who's the liar? It is whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such person, such a person is the Antichrist. I know. Sometimes, look. Sometimes we get all knotted up about the end times and end times theology and who is the Antichrist. Look, the Bible tells you right there who the Antichrist is. It's anyone. It's whoever. It's whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a person is the Antichrist. <laughs> this is not a mystery. <laughs> I mean, I, it's amazing to me how people like, they are, get so concerned. Like, like, they, like they have some insider knowledge. It's really easy to tell. Someone who denies that Jesus is the Christ. Denying the Father and the Son. You, doesn't, you deny Jesus as the Christ, and you're also denying the Father and the Son. Because the Father sent the Son. Verse 23, no one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. I've heard people, man, back in the day when I was in college, people just say, you know, we should be worshiping God and not Jesus. I was like, you haven't read the Bible. Well, actually, I didn't back then. Back then, I didn't know. I, I, I thought they were right. I was like, what? Huh? How's that? What? Yeah, we should be worshiping God and not Jesus. What? What? Huh? Right there, that verse, one-liner, crushes that that uh, myth. If you if you deny the son, you also deny the father. If you have the son, you have the father also. Why? Because you're calling him the son of God. You're acknowledging God has sent him. <laughs> Verse 24. As for you, see that you see that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you will also remain in the son and the, son, and the, and the father. And this is what he promised us. What he promised us. Eternal life. I am writing these things to you about I'm writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As for you, the anointing you received from him remains. I'm sorry, my, my glasses are not functioning. You know, I'm getting old, man. Well, I'm at half a century, you know. My eyes are just they're messing with me. I'm writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. So you don't need these other false teachers to you know come around trying to claim they have some insight and wisdom that you need. Say no, no, no. You got an, you have the anointing of God. You're in the true faith. You've been discipled and mentored by godly men and women. You don't need some Johnny come lately who has this new revelation, just some new blogger, <laughs> someone who got a new blog, got a new book out. They got some super insight, wisdom from God. They've been to heaven and back. Look, come on. Um, 
As for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you and receive from him remains in you and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. The anointing, you've got the anointing. What's the anointing? It's the presence of in the, the empowerment and the uh, infilling of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. You got the Holy Ghost. You got the Holy Spirit. You've been you've been uh, you've been redeemed by the blood of Christ. You've been filled with the Holy Spirit. Lean into that. Lean into godly that anointing, the anointing of God. Don't listen to all these, you know, worldly leaders who try to teach something that is against Christ. Yeah. John's trying to John's John John is pleading and um and fighting for the children of God, right? He doesn't want these these that are sticking uh with the faith to get discouraged. He wants to encourage them. Yeah. Man, good stuff in there, man. Good stuff. A little longer chapter, a little longer chapter, but man, such good stuff in there. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. More people more like Jesus. That's what I'm saying. Um, do not love the world or anything in the world. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life come, does not come from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires are passing away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. That's a good one. Verse, yeah, verse 16 is worth underlining, man. And how do you know the Antichrist? The Antichrist is anyone who denies Jesus Christ. Anyone who denies Jesus as the Christ, Jesus as the Messiah, that person is Antichrist. Antichrist. It's it's saying the same thing, right? Anyone who denies that Jesus is the Christ is Antichrist. Is anti-Messiah. Is missing it. Well, thanks for being on today, guys. Hey, this special Friday edition of the podcast. We uh, are uh, halfway through the we're almost halfway through uh, First John. We'll pick up First John chapter three on Monday. Hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Before we get there, let's pray, y'all. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for your goodness and grace and power. Thank you for loving us and redeeming us. Thank you, thank you, Lord, for calling us out of darkness and into your marvelous light. Thank you, Lord, that you give us power over sin. Lord, that you give us power and victory, and we thank you for it. But when we do fail, we thank you that we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, our Lord, the righteous one who pleads our case. Thank you, Lord, for purchasing our salvation, for atoning for our sin, paying the penalty and price for our reconciliation with God. Thank you, Lord. Um, God, help us today to live more like you. Uh, Lord, the, the Jesus in us, the Holy Spirit in us, may that be lived out in our actions and our attitudes and our behaviors and our decisions uh, in everything we do today. God, I pray for my friends. May you bless and encourage each and every one of them, whatever they're facing, whatever trials, uh, obstacles, challenges that lie before them. I pray you give them peace and power through the anointing that you've placed over them and in them. Thank you so much for today, God. Thank you for this community. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that binds us together in perfect fellowship. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. Thank you for sticking with it as we just are, are uh, on the podcast only. We're going to keep digging through the word of God, man. It's so enriching and so, power, uh, you know, inspiring. 
and I hope it's encouraging you. Be sure to share it, man. Share it with a friend. Let people know that, hey, I'm checking out this crazy dude and we read the word of God together. He's crazy, but the word of God's awesome. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> I know that, guys. I know that. That's not new news. Yeah, so hey, um, yeah, share it, like it, subscribe to it, all those good things. Really appreciate it. Love you guys. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. God bless. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.